It's an honor to be here and to have a chance to substitute for Father Pete. We were together down at the cathedral when we were both younger priests. The crowd last Sunday, the crowd who put Jesus into an entrapment scene, was hostile. This person who comes up is not hostile. Is genuinely open. And he runs up and kneels down. Certainly nothing you saw the Pharisees do in last Sunday's gospel. And he has a burning question. What must I do to gain eternal life? Now you and I have the advantage of believing in the resurrection of Jesus. And, and so we know that there is a life who isn't necessarily just buried, waiting resurrection someday. Jesus is truly risen. But how does this man have an inkling about eternal life prior to the resurrection. Well, within us, we all have an understanding that life is not measured from conception to natural death. Life is measured from conception to forever. That's what the resurrection means. And how does he have an inkling about that? It's an interesting question, but he certainly has a great desire to come to Jesus and uses a strange title, good teacher. Well, if he means that Jesus is a good teacher because he has a clear moral character, he's certainly right. He's, Jesus certainly knows his material, doesn't he? So he's, he's, he's a good teacher in that sense. But that isn't what he's driving at. The suspicion is that he knows part of what Jesus answers when he says good teacher. And Jesus says, well, why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. Does he already have some suspicion that Jesus' words are true, that he is the Son of God and the Son of Man, even though there isn't anything yet to confirm that except his faith, the young man's faith. And so Jesus says, you know the commandments. Interestingly, that set of commandments that he gives has to do with the relations between people. The first three are left out. He starts, or starts with the fourth commandment. So it must be that he already recognizes that in his relationship with Jesus, he's talking to somebody besides a mortal human being. He's talking to somebody who, if he isn't God, he certainly is so closely identified with God 
that part of God must be in his life. And Jesus recognizes that, and he looks on this young man with love, and he said, there's one thing lacking. You have to go and sell what you have and give it to the poor. Now, Jesus is not naive. When the Pharisees come up in last Sunday's Gospel and ask about divorce, he understands human relationships can be very difficult. And some of them suffer greatly to be permanent. And sometimes the permanency can't be maintained for whatever reason. So he's not naive. He understands about that. And he's not naive about he can't sell everything that you own and give it to the poor. That's not going to happen. <laughs> we can't even do that here at St. John the Baptist. We've got to keep the lights on and the heat on. You, 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 you can't sell everything. If you've got, if you've got a, a job and you've got a family, and so what is he talking about? to sell and give to the poor. I think what he's talking about is a practical example of the first reading. I hope you'll go back and read that another time. And I brought it over here just so that I could read it again because I think this is what we think of when we talk about selling everything and giving to the poor. I prayed and prudence was given me. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne. Wisdom is greater than power, greater than scepter or throne, greater than political influence or any kind of influence. I deemed riches nothing in comparison with her. There isn't anything that I own, <laughs> or that the bank owns with me and lets me use, there's anything that's worth wisdom, that can compare with wisdom, that equates with wisdom. Nor did I, did I liken any priceless gem to her. A little version of the store of pearl of great price sell all that I have to buy that pearl and even that doesn't compare it with the gift of wisdom because all gold in view of her is a little sand and before her silver is to be accounted mire the question isn't are you going to sell everything you have and give to the poor the question is do you know what's first do we know what's first do I know what's first and what's second God is first. No contest. God has to be the point of reference in all the things that I do, and, and it, it, it colors my thinking, and, and it's the way I view the world, and, and it's how I approach all of the complex problems that the world is going through right now. Everything else is subordinated to that. You can't serve both God and mammon, Jesus says. But you have to, in some ways, serve mammon. <laughs> you have to feed the bulldog. And that's going to take some money. 
You serve God first, though, in all things. And that's what Jesus is talking about. And that's hard for people to do. That's why I think the disciples say, well, who can be saved? And part of wisdom says, for me, it's impossible, but not for God. That's his work. I'm going to turn that over to him and let him do that. And I'm going to cooperate with all the grace that he sends me. And I'm going to put him first. And he'll take care of the particulars after that. And Jesus gives this assurance. Peter says, well, we've given up everything. What do we get? Did you notice in that list of family members who isn't in the second part of it? Brothers are in both. Sisters are in both. Lands are in both. Mothers in both. Who isn't in the second list? The father. You don't get your father back. And the reason you don't get your father back is because your father has changed. In this picture of wisdom. And the reason he doesn't come back is... He never left. He's always with you. Once you get the perspective about the importance of God, the value of God, the treasury of eternal life, the treasury that's in God himself compared with everything else, no matter how beautiful, important, and compelling they are, and attractive they are. That's the relationship that I think is achieved when wisdom is given. And this young man doesn't have enough wisdom yet to see that. But we do.